Hello, I'm sorry about that. Um, thank you. Um, the individual who has given the word of encouragement can now come forth. Good evening, man and woman of God. Thank you for joining us before the throne room where we meet the King prayer line. Um, my name is Apostle Joanne Hall, and I have the pleasure with you guys tonight to bring forth the word of God, from the, the word of encouragement from the word of God. Before we get into the word, I like to open up in prayer. Amen. Father God, I just want to say thank you so much, Daddy, for this moment, this opportunity that you granted me. I want to thank you, God, for this day that you kept all of us, every person under the sound of my voice, and even the ones that will hear this message, whatever time and moment. Lord, I ask you to forgive me for all my sins, sins of omission and commission, knowing and unknowing, things that I may have said, done, thought, partake, engaged and assist before I came on to this call. I ask you, Father, right now to forgive me. Lord, I ask you in the name of Jesus to renew my mind and um, to search my heart in the name of Jesus. God, I decrease so you may increase, that it be all of you and none of me. God, anoint my lips, my ears, my hands, and my mouth that you would speak through me. In the name of Jesus, and I thank you, Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. And I give you the glory and honor and praise for this time. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So once again, my name is Apostle Joanne. So tonight I have the pleasure to bring forth the word. I will um, give the title and the subtitle after, um, towards, the, towards, the mess, towards the end. So we're going to go to the scriptures first tonight, and um, the first scripture we're going to go to tonight is Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 from the Amplified Translation. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 from the Amplified Translation. And it says, do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethic attitudes so that you may prove for yourself what the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Amen. I'll repeat that again. Romans chapter 12, A.M.P. verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind focusing on godly values and ethic attitudes so that you may prove for yourself what is the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. That's the first scripture. Amen. The second scripture we're going to go to tonight is 1 Corinthians 
chapter 2, verses 14 through 15. Translation will be NLT, which is the New Living. 1 Corinthians, chapter 2, verses 15 and 14 from the New Living Translation. And it says, But people who are not spiritual cannot receive these truths from God's spirit. It is all sound foolish to them, and they cannot understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Those who are spiritual can can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by them by others. Amen. I'm gonna repeat that again. First Corinthians chapter two NLT verses fourteen and fifteen. It says, "But people who are not spiritual cannot receive these truths." from God, spirit, is all sound foolish to them, and they cannot understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by them by others. Amen? The third scripture we're going to go to tonight will be Second Corinthians chapter 5, verses 7, and then we're going to drop down to verse 17, and the translation for that would be the AMP, which is the Amplify. Second Corinthians chapter, chapter 5, I should say, verse 7, then we're going to go down to verse 17, and that is the Amplify translation. Verse 7 says this, For we walk by faith and not by sight, living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in God's promise. And that is 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7 in the Amplified. And then we're going to drop down to verse 17. And it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is, grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as sovereign, he is a new creator, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awaken brings a new life. Amen. I'm going to repeat that again, verse 17, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 and per 5. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is, grafted in, joined it to him by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creator, reborn, renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition has passed it away. Behold, the new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Amen. And that is 2 Corinthians 5, 
verses 7 and and 17 from the Amplified Translation. The fourth scripture is 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and it's verses 1 through 18 from the NLT. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 1 through 18 from the NLT, which is the New Living. And it goes like this. As God partners, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God kindness and then ignore it. For God says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. Paul Harshit. We live in such a way that no one will stumble because of us and no one will find fault with our ministry. In everything we do, we show that we are true ministers of God. We patiently endure trouble and hardship and calamity of every kind. We have been beaten, been put in prison, Face anger, mods, work towards exhaustion, endure sleepless nights, and gone without food. We've proven ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness by the Holy Spirit within us, and by our sincere love. Verse 7, we faithfully preach the truth. God power is working in us. We use the weapon of righteousness in the right hand for attack and the left hand for defense. We serve God whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us. We are honest, but they call us imposers. We are ignorant. Even though we are all well-known, we live close to death, but we are still alive. We have been beaten, but we have not been killed. Our heart aches, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing, and yet we have everything. Praise God. Oh, dear Corinthian friends, we have spoken honestly with you, and our hearts are open to you. There is no lack of love on our part but you have withheld your love from us. I am asking you to respond as if you were my own child, children. Open your heart to us. The temple of the living God, verse 14, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can, you, how can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in in among, among and walk among them, I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among unbelievers 
and separate yourself from them, said the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things, and I will welcome you, and I will be your father, and you will be my sons and daughters, said the Lord Almighty. Amen. And that is 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 1 through 18, NLT. And the last scripture tonight is 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 8 from the Amplified Translation. And it says, preach the word. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearance and his kingdom, preach the word as a officer, official messenger. Be ready when the time is right and even when it is not. Keep your sense of urgency whether the opportunity seems favorable or unfavorable, whether it's convenient or inconvenient, whether welcome or unwelcome. Correct those, those who err in doctrine or behavior. Warn those who sin, exalt, and encourage those who are growing towards spiritual maturity within exaggerated patience and faithful teaching. Verse 3, for the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine, actly instructions that challenge them with God's truth, but wanting to have their ears tickled with something pleasing, they will communicate for themselves many teachers one after another chosen to satisfy their own desires and to support the error they hold and will turn their ears away from the truth and will wander off into moral and man-made friction and will accept the unaccepted. But as for you, be clear-headed in every situation Stay calm and cool and steady. Endure every hardship without flinching. Do the work of evangelists. Fulfill the duties of your ministry. For I am already being poured out as a drink of offering, and the time of my departure for this world is at hand, and I will soon go free. I have fought the good I have fought the good and worthy and noble fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith firm, guarded the gospel against error. In the future, there is a reservation for me, the victory crown of righteousness for being right with God and doing the right, which is the Lord, and the righteous judge will award to me on that great day, and not to me only, but also to those who have loved and longed for and welcome his appearance. Amen. May the blessing read in the word of the Lord. And the scripture is Second Timothy chapter 4, 
AMP translation, verses 1 through 8. Amen. Okay. So I have two um, definitions that I want to give before I give the title and the subtitle. The first um, definition I want to share with you all tonight is first definition is relationship. Relationship is the way in which two or more concepts, subject, or people are connected or the state of being connected. That's a relationship. I'm going to repeat that again. Relationship is the way in which two or more concepts, object, or people are connected or the state of being connected. And that is the definition of relationship. The next definition I want to give is religion. The definition of religion. And when I looked it up, it says religion is an uncountable noun. Religion is a belief in a God, and that's the low God, the low G, which is God. Or God's. And the activity that are connected with this belief, such as prayer or worship in a building, such as a church or a temple, and that is religion. Okay. So tonight, my type, my topic is: You guys ready for my topic? <laughs> is God, God, God all the time? Is my topic. God, God, God all the time. And my subject is why why we cannot cannot talk about something else beside God. I'm gonna say it again. My topic is God, God, God all the time. And subtopic is why we cannot talk why we cannot talk about something else beside God. Why we cannot talk about something besides God? Yeah, I know some people are like, huh? What's going? What? What kind of topic is that? Huh? What kind of subject is that? So, um, so, um, you know, like I was saying to you guys earlier, like when it came for me to say, I said, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? And I was like, I had so many other things that I wanted to talk about, and He just brought this to me. And then he, you know, and I said, God, what kind of scripture? He started giving me the scriptures as I was just meditating. And I've been, I've been hearing this statement lately, God, 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 why God all the time? Like, can we talk about something else besides God? And it amazed me to hear that, you know, it, it's one thing if I'm hearing it from someone that don't know God, I'm okay with that. Because, you know, I'm always, you know, traveling. I'm a person, if anybody knows me personally, outside of this line. I'm a person, I'm moving around. I'm socialized. I'm always in the marketplace. I'm always talking to people and greet. But this statement lately, I have not, it was in people that don't know God. These are people that do know God, you know, that made those statements. And it kind of, like, baffled me when I heard that. You know, um, and I said, wow, you know, 
And then I said, God, how do you want me to present it to the body of Christ tonight to encourage the saints? And it's a difference between having a relationship and have and be religion. See, when we're in a relationship with the Father or when you're in a relationship with someone, you know, there's some people that be married on the line or you're a mother or you're a grandmother or you have a friend, you're in a relationship with that individual. So you have a tendency to talk about the person that you're in a relationship with. So in this concept, we talk about Jesus. If you're in a relationship with God, you're going to talk about the individual that you're in a relationship with. So regardless of what conversation you're in, you're going to mention that individual in that, in that conversation. Something is going to be said about that because you in that, you're in a relationship. And if that relationship is important to you and it means a lot to you, you're not going to have a problem to talk about it all the time. Now, it's a difference when you're in a, and you have a religion, that's something you just do because you're just doing it. And you just do it for the moment, and boom, you're done with it, you keep it moving. But when you're in a relationship with the Father, you don't have a problem talking about God all the time. And no matter what, and God is in everything. You could, this, when we have a conversation with other people, even people that's not non-believers, you can still talk about the Lord. Don't have to say Jesus and still talk about Jesus. Because when you, when you have a, such a love for the Lord, you want to share the goodness of God everywhere you go. You know, you don't, you, you, you don't make it to the point where people, like, they don't want to conversate you, conversate with you, but you don't have a, you have a problem talking about it. And, you know, me hearing that to me was, you know, when I heard that statement again, it grieved my spirit. It did. It grieved my spirit for us to know that we are supposed to go out here and spread the good news. And when you hear individuals saying, why we got to talk about God all the time? Can we talk about something else? Then where is the joy of the Lord? Where is why we can't express it? The world expressed what they doing while we got to dumb it down about talking about the Lord. You know, you know in, in, in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it's talking about renewing our minds. If we're renewing our minds and we're doing the things of God, we, 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 it's us to separate yourself from among them, like we just read the text. So if we're doing new things in God, why are we having a problem to talk about God? Well, he's been too good to us because the world don't have an issue to talk about the things they're doing. So why do we have to get quiet down when it's time for us to talk about Jesus? All the other religions, they don't have a problem doing their thing and showing it to the world. Why do we have to change for everybody else? I'm confused because our last time I recall, when God came, he wasn't ashamed to show himself, to give his only begotten son for us. So now when it's time for us, we got to change. Wow, wow. Oh, and, and, and last time I recall, ain't we the light of the world? 
So now we have to we have to push it to the side. So I, I said to myself, I said, Wow, God. And I grieved that day. My heart hurted to hear those things. And this is not non-believers. These are believers. Where did you lose your passion at? Where did you lose your joy at for the Lord? The one that woke you up in the morning. The one that the blood is still flowing through your body. Where did you lose the joy at? That, that, that you don't want to talk about God. I'm confused. Help me to understand why we have to talk about something else. If there's power in the name of Jesus. Things change when we talk about God. So 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 I, so I go to my, I go to my, I, I say this to say to you all, like we really have to be mindful the people that we surrounded ourselves because if we if, if, like the scripture says in Second Corinthians five and seventeen we are new creatures in Christ old things you know what I mean old things past will behold new that means that we should be walking in the new thing. We should, be, we should be letting go of the old things. Why are we having issues of talking about God? Why? What's the purpose of being saved then? <laughs> What's the purpose? What is the purpose of being saved if you cannot talk about God? What caused you? What, what bewitched you? What lure you to something else? And what I come to say tonight, saying we got to be mindful. We got to be mindful. The company we keep in, the things that we listening to, what we watching, who we associating ourselves with. What made you lose the joy of your salvation? Come on. That you don't want to talk about God no more. We have to pray, saints. We have to think, what are we filtering our spirit man with? What are we filtering our spirit man with? That we get to a place to say, why are we talking about God all the time? So I wanted to encourage us tonight. We have to do a valuation check. Are we are we do are we serving God just to say we did we serve God, but not fully in? Are we serving God and we fully sold out for Him? So I wanted to stop by and encourage every person under the sound of my voice and the ones that's going to hear this message. We should always want to talk about God. We should have joy talking about God. He should be in our senses, not just on a Sunday or Wednesday or when we get together with our brothers and sisters Christ to fellowship. It should be a regular routine. It should be something that just come out your mouth. God should always be coming out of you. Not only when you need him, 
He should be a part of your life. That you cannot live without him. Just like we cannot live without other things like food or air or water, he should be the same concept or even greater than that. So I'll stop by tonight to encourage every person under the sound of my voice and the ones that will hear this message. Yes, we should talk about God all the time. There's nothing wrong about speaking about God. If you say you love God, if you say you care about God, if you say you're a child of God, it should be joy to always talk about the Father. And that's what I want to leave with you guys tonight. May God bless y'all. Amen.